Hello, and welcome to Good Selling Radio, podcasts for sales professionals looking for peak performance. GSR shares ways to make new and existing customer relationships easier, more effective, and more enjoyable. In a changing and busy sales world, take some time to stop for a moment and reflect, reframe, and refocus. A very warm welcome to you as we go into Good Selling Radio. This opening episode explains some of the practical ways in which we can make winning, keeping and growing customers easier, more enjoyable and more effective. Over the coming episodes, you'll see a number of insights into different ways of working and different practical aspects of selling. In this episode, I want to explore with you some of the things which we believe really make the difference when it comes to the whole world of selling and relationship management. And our starting point is to say that we are convinced that good selling does good. It does good for the customer. It does good for the seller. It does good for the company. It does good up and down the supply chain. It does good for the many stakeholders within the business, in particular for investors. And we believe it does good for wider society. So what do we mean by good selling? Well, there are two aspects to it. On the one hand, good selling has to be ethical selling. That means that it needs to be customer centric and it needs to be based on trust. And those two things are not only possible, but they're imperative. The second aspect of good selling is that it's professional. That means that it is highly effective and it's highly appropriate and it's highly skilled. It brings together talent and attitude, skills, knowledge and style. So we do believe that good selling does good. Our position is clear that sales success needs to be achieved in a rapidly and radically changing world. And we would identify four main drivers of those changes in the sales world. The first driver that we highlight is what the American military strategists refer to as a VUCA world, a world that is volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous. Volatile means that while the change may be predictable, the level and the speed of change is not predictable, be that exchange rates, interest rates or whatever. Uncertain means that we don't know the end from the beginning. We don't know how things will play out. That could be COVID, it could be geopolitics. Complex means that we need to adapt to a non-hierarchical, real-time, agile approach. And ambiguous means that we often need to achieve two conflicting goals at the same time. Are we required to generate short-term income and recurring income? Yes, we are. 
Should we be customer centric and yet achieve the right product mix? Yes, we should. So a VUCA world, volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous. The second driver for change that we identify is the need to generate high growth in low growth economies. For many of us in the past, we've been able to ride the wave of a growing market, ride the wave of innovation. But in a low growth economy, there is no wave to ride. So what are the alternatives? Well, one alternative is to try and seize market share or share of wallet. And that's to be praised. It's a worthy goal. However, it's difficult to do. It's difficult to unseat incumbents without creating a, a drive to the bottom and a price war. So maybe the goal and the, the route to achieving high growth in a low growth economy is to identify white space, be that new products, new applications, new customers, new markets. The third driver for change is what we see as radical, rapid and irreversible change in buyer behaviours. These are well documented and we'll talk about them more in future episodes. But these changes in buying behaviour mean that the way that we worked in the past will not only not deliver a good result for the future, but it may even stop delivering the result that we've achieved to date. We need to track the trends in buying behaviour and we do that. And then we need to figure out how should our behaviours as sellers adapt to that. Just to give one example, it's clear that buyers are looking for sellers not just to talk about their newest shiny toy, but to explore the reasons why the buyer should change. So they need to be involved in a different conversation in a different time frame, And we need to adapt to those changes in buying behavior. The fourth driver for sales change is an extraordinary change in sales innovation. And by this, we don't just mean sales technology, although that's a hugely important aspect that allows us to do things which we couldn't even have dreamed of doing a few months or years ago. But there's innovation in structures. There's innovation in coverage models. There's innovation in the move to hybrid or blended selling on top of that change in sales technology. So when you put those four drivers for change together, selling in a VUCA world, high growth in low growth economies, change buying behaviors and sales innovation, we absolutely need to adapt and change. And adaptive selling does not necessarily mean throwing out everything from the past, but it does mean a mid 21st century approach and perhaps moving on from the late 20th century models that have influenced selling so much. So 
we've talked a little bit there about that selling, good selling does good. We've talked about change behaviors for a changing sales world. So much of good selling is about having a clear focus, a clear purpose. So often we need to do less, better. We need to recognize displacement, that it's not always possible to do more in one area without doing less in another. And so let's look at what could be described as the critical few. What are the, the levers that we can pull as sales leaders that really make a difference? And we talk about five aspects and we write about these a lot. And we give them the mnemonic grace, a focus on goals. What is it that we're seeking to achieve? And are those goals, those sales goals aligned with the business goals? And how do we set those goals? How do we set those targets? How do we set those quotas, long-term, short-term, medium-term? Secondly, a real focus on results. What's happening? What is the result? How do we measure the result? What should our KPIs be? What are the critical results to measure? And then how do we communicate those results? And now we turn from the outcomes, setting the goals and monitoring the results to the inputs. And here, we focus on three levers. The three levers which make all the difference to future-focused sales management. The first is activity. Are we doing enough? There's a clear correlation between the levels of sales activity and the sales result. Now, sometimes that's about the individual. Are they doing enough? Sometimes it's about the size and the shape of the sales force. But without the right levels of activity, sustainable sales success is difficult to achieve and to maintain. The second lever that we talk about is concentration of effort. Are we talking about the right things to the right people in the right organization? And are we selecting the right opportunities? Concentration of effort makes an enormous difference. And we see that correlation between concentration of effort and result coming up again and again when we work on the data-driven approach to having a future sales focus. The third of our input leaders is effectiveness. That's individual effectiveness, doing things in the right way. That's about talent. It's about attitude. It's about skills and knowledge and style. But it's also about corporate effectiveness, systems, structures, tools, sales management and the like. So grace, goals, results, and then the A-C-E, the ACE, the ACE up your sleeve. Activities, get the levels right. Concentration of effort, the right things 
in the right place with the right people. And then effectiveness, doing it really, really well, consistently excellently. I used to play as a, as a hockey goalkeeper. And one of the guys who coached us in the Scotland veterans team was a guy called Niall Sturrock. And Niall used to say to us, what's the difference between an amateur and a professional? And we'd all sit there and say, well, tell us now, what is it? And Niall would say, well, an amateur practices until they get it right. But a professional practices until they never get it wrong. And that's the level of effectiveness that we're talking about that rounds off our model grace. Let's consider some other distinctives. One distinctive, which we believe is really important, is the link between cause and effect. Sales is often seen as a random, I was going to say process, but a random happening. When you ask salespeople, well, how did you achieve that? Or what went wrong there? They would often shrug their shoulders and say, well, I don't know, it just happened. Or if you said, what's the process? What's the link between what you did and what happened? And they'd say, well, you can't really see a link. You just do what you do and you get lucky. And if it's the signs are in your, your favor, you win. And we believe that that is fundamentally untrue. And so what we want to do is to build the causal chain between cause and effect. If we do this, we can predict that will happen. And therefore, if we can replicate this and stop doing that, we can be confident that there'll be a change in result. And that means being able to analyze historic data, but then it means turning that data into something useful, information into insight, and then planning forward. So cause and effect, we believe is fundamentally important. An area that, again, is critically important is to have a data-based future focus. A lot of my sales career has been based looking at lagging indicators. What happened this day, this month, last year? And often those lagging indicators have been opinion based. We think it was this. It looks like that. We guess that the other. And one of the distinctive values that we bring into play is to move from a lagging indicator opinion-based approach to a data-based future focus. Can we identify the leading indicators? Again, the critical few. What are the things that indicate that we are going to behave and achieve differently in a changing market? What are the signs and how do we read those signs? So put an end to opinion-based lagging indicators and move to data-based leading indicators. Now that begs a number of questions. How do we gather that data efficiently and effectively? How do we interpret and analyze that data? And then how do we apply that data? And these are big questions for the world that we live in. 
but they're big questions to which we believe we have significant answers. We can examine many factors which make a difference and which are really important to sales leaders. But one is to find a partner who can really deliver what we would describe as integrated implementation. My observation, again, through my sales career, is that many solutions are piecemeal. We invest in a CRM. We bung some people on a training course. We change a sales process. We adapt our sales compensation scheme. And yet all too often, this random approach has unintended consequences and that creates significant problems. So integrated implementation is at the heart of what we do. Integration implementation means starting with diagnosis. They say in the medical world that treatment without diagnosis is malpractice. So we need a clear picture of the as is. It means formulating good approaches, whether it's a coverage model, a compensation plan, a strategic account management methodology. It means developing people and processes. It fundamentally means reinforcing, and then it means recalibrating for a changing world. And when we put those things together, we have integrated implementation, which presupposes that the capability and the capacity are in place. Often, not just on a national scale, but on an international scale. And the international reach uh, that comes into play with us, we believe is a significant differentiator. One of the things which people seem to really value is the ability of someone to be a reflective practitioner. This seems to resonate with people. It seems to be really important. It also seems to be quite unusual. So what is a reflective practitioner in the world of sales? Well, it's somebody who on the one hand is absolutely grounded in the realities of selling, the opportunities and the challenges, the real difficulties of sustaining a sales result in changing times. But it also talks about somebody who steps back and thinks and reflects on the trends, the ideas, the ways of working, considering what really works and what doesn't, identifying key data and interpreting that data. And so one of the distinctives for us is this approach, this reflective practitioner approach and we do believe it's important. We do believe it's really critical to think critically, to challenge the status quo, to identify the winners and losers, to turn information into insight. But on the other hand, the ability to apply is critically, critically important. So what I've sought to do in this episode is to give you a sense of what matters, what matters to us, but what matters also to those that we serve. I've talked about the fact that good selling does good, and we really believe that. We've talked about 
working in a volatile, uncertain, complex and ambiguous world. We've talked about focusing on the critical few, grace. We've talked about the importance of integrated implementation. We've talked about a data-based future focus. We've talked about cause and effect. And we've talked about being reflective practitioners. In other episodes, you'll hear us talking in detail with other people, experts in their field on the link between sales and company value, on what does sales transformation mean, on how do we apply thinking on strategic account management, on the lessons of sales compensation, and many, many other topics. Thank you for listening. We look forward to meeting with you in future episodes. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you have enjoyed what you've heard, have questions or feedback, please leave a review and we'll be sure to get back to you. If you'd like to know more about how we can help you drive sales performance in these changing times, then please get in touch.